This episode of The Cutting Room is sponsored by Grass Valley's Edius 6. Check out the new Edius 6 at www.grassvalley.com. Are we on? We're on. We're recording. So, what is this, Lauren? Um, Lauren's, Ed- Lauren's edit render files. Edit Fest Extravaganza! Oh, I didn't know. Yay! <laughs> what? In addition to the right equipment, does it take for the job of film editing? Lauren has some big news for everyone. I'm coming to L.A. She's coming to L.A. It's booked, baby. It's booked. We've got our tickets. We don't have a place to stay yet. No, well, that's in, in the works. Yes. But We're working that one out. But yeah. We also don't have a Ferrari but to rent there, but that will be worked out, too. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. The one thing I want to add to that, and it just came hot off the wire from L.A. Ooh, so hot. Yep. So we're doing... A What's hot off the wire? Hot off the wire is that we are actually going to have a pub night slash tea time with us and other film editors as part of the LA Edit Fest. I strongly suggest that you rename that event. Okay. <laughs> Why? You don't like tea time? Tea time with Gord. Um, it's the fact that it's... Uh, pub night slash tea time with us and other film editors oh yeah i think it should be called aotgt time (laughs) aogttd yes well we're gonna have basically a pub night where anyone who's at edit fest or anyone who can't make edit fest and wants to take part yeah all are welcome as long as you're legal drinking age if you're not legal drinking age then you should ask word why can't i come to tea because that's yes rude well, if you're underage, you can email us and we'll have tea with you. That's nice. There you go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I'll be outside. I'll find a patio somewhere outside that I can have tea with, with the underagers. Yeah. I'll do the second string. We don't have all the information yet. We're just, we know that we're doing it. Mm-hmm. We've got three bars that we're looking at. They're close to Universal. And Are they uh, hot, hot spots? Well, one's an English pub and one's a Mexican pub. Ooh, go Mexican. Go Mexican? I love nachos. Now, we have an interview with Josh Apter from Manhattan Edit Workshop. Yeah, awesome. And Josh also helped spearhead the New York Edit Fest. Now, this was an originally a 40-minute interview, and I've cut it down to 10 minutes. I've edited it. We ended up talking about a lot of stuff that is interesting but doesn't have to do with edit fest so what i've done is i've cut that stuff out and as we get closer to the new york edit fest i'm going to just put it up as an aside for people to listen to this is my interview with josh hapter first thanks for letting me interview sure thanks for having me and i guess could you tell me a bit about the history of edit fest and how you and manhattan edit workshop got involved I mean, the, the short story is, you know, American Cinema Editors has been doing Edit Fest in Los Angeles for, for some time. Mm-hmm. I believe for at least a year or two prior to um, any presence in New York. And I got an ad or a postcard about Edit Fest in L.A. And I was amazed. I thought this is, you know, 
just the coolest event I'd ever seen and said, if we could have one of these in New York, there really would be an audience for that. And so I just, you know, I, I was talking to Jenny McCormick, American Cinema Editors, about some other ideas. So it's not that I didn't know her, but I said, would you be interested in doing something out here? And she was quite enthusiastic about the idea. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we help co-produce the event with American Cinema Editors here in New York, and it's been getting bigger and bigger. And, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun to plan because we know that the event is going to be, you know, something that a lot of people appreciate and it's incredibly entertaining and informative and sort of everything you'd want something like this to be. What excites you about this year's Edit Fest? Well, that our Friday night party is finally in a space that is big enough for everyone. <laughs> That's not the only thing, but you know we've outgrown the uh, the sort of the party space in the DGA, mm-hmm. and so we we're moving it to the, the like rooftop lounge at the Parker Meridian next door. Oh wow! And so it's it's the whole. I mean, the place is absolutely phenomenal, and you know it's all glass, and you can see Central Park and go outside and. You know, that, of course, is exciting, but that's just from a sort of a, a networking standpoint where, you know, you, people who are coming to Edifest can sort of just walk right up to these editors and start conversations and um, have these one-on-ones. It's just a great sort of direct one-on-one way to approach these really talented professionals. But the panels are always what, you know, I'm always excited about a documentary panel. Yeah. That seems to be, uh, you know, a, a consistent thing now. Every, every year we've had a, uh, a nonfiction panel to have the editor of Toy Story 3 go into how Pixar does what they do and to have Bobby Osteen moderate the panel because she Mm -hmm. does so much homework and so much research prior to a panel. It's really, it it always turns into a really amazing experience uh, as it was with Alan Heim last year, as you know. Now, you brought up the documentary panel and that's something Manhattan Edit Workshop initiated, if I'm not mistaken is that correct initiated the documentary panel yeah originally in the when you guys first got on board i would have to go back into uh non-existent transcripts of conversations <laughs> i think how it really started was you know we we just had a very we just had a conversation throwing out ideas of what kind of panels would be interesting to us mm-hmm. and I, I think also because new york is a, is a real center for documentary and the reality and you know there's a lot of nonfiction that goes on here it seemed a natural to yeah. focus on that in a New York edit fest. So, you know, I, I don't know uh, where it actually came from. I'm glad it happened. You know, I, some of my favorite editors have been on panels. You know, Larry Silk coming back is great. He's, you know, uh, just a powerhouse. Yeah. And, you know, Tom Haneke last year. What panel are you looking forward to most this year? Boy, they're, they're you know, like I said, the documentary panel is always great. The new one this year is, I think, it'll be really interesting. It's called The Greatest Movies No One Ever Saw, or The Greatest Movies You Never Saw. Yeah. Uh, and these are, you know, incredibly strong films that, for some reason or another, you know, sort of missed the marketing zeitgeist or, you know, something, something happened where they were underseen. And, you know, when you talk about films like Metallica, Some Kind of Monster, you know, which yeah. I did get to see, I think, I think I saw the premiere at one of the first screenings at Lake Placid Film Festival when the year it came out um, with a director Q&A. It was, it was just a phenomenal piece of work. And then to see that it was really sort of a blip on the radar for, you know, uh, Deb Granick's first film, Down to the Bone. You know, she obviously went on to do Winter's Bone. I think she said every movie she's going to make has to have the word bone in the title. <laughs> That's a rule. But, you know, Malcolm Jameson's work on that I don't have any doubt that could had some contribution to Vera Farmiga winning the, uh, I think it was the Los Angeles Critics Circle Acting mm-hmm. Award. That I'm sure I massacred the name of the award that she won. But, you know, it was a major award for a film that was shot on digital video mm-hmm. and had a very limited distribution. But it'll be interesting to hear how 
that film found an audience and was a platform for some really amazing talent. Yeah. Uh, and of course, it's also a movie that very few people saw. What have you personally learned from the editors that you've brought to Edit Fest in New York? What have I personally learned from that the you, editors? Something that you use when you cut now. Well, you know, I remember one of the panelists, I think it was either last year or two years ago, uh, and this is a technique now that we use in our classes, you know, he was saying that when he used to teach, they would cut together, or they would do their own cuts, and then they would screen their cuts and critique each other's work, and it was, a, it was an effective way to learn, but at the same time, he then was, he edited a piece with the students in the room and talked them through the procedure, almost like a doctor would talk you through one. That'd be really good. And... What, it, what, what the result was that it actually it revealed his uh, the the shortcuts and the decision making and the whole creative process um, you know and sort of you know things that would take someone you know uh, all kinds of trial and error and years to develop as shorthand or as mm-hmm. tools in their toolbox. People said, "Wait, you can do that." It's sort of one of these things that if you're an editor and you've been doing it long enough, you just do them. You don't think there's anything special about taking the audio from take five and throwing it into the video from take two and, you know, uh, magnifying or taking a shot that's a still shot and doing a slow keyframe magnification to make it look like a slow push in. Like, these are just these are things yeah. that people do all the time. But students watching that who've been exposed to the art form for, you know, a week, two weeks, their jaws drop. And this becomes part of their arsenal without, you know, without having to take that kind of time. So I learned that in, at one of the edifice, and that's something we do every six-week class. Now we, you know, will make the uh, the students assistants in a sense that they are watching the process live and learning from someone as they're doing it. I have two more questions for you. Now you've you've also moderated panels. So how do you mm-hmm. prepare for your your panels when you're moderating them? I actually am not moderating this year for the first time in oh, two wow. years. Yeah, it's actually a it's a bit of a load off my back because it's sort of like, um, you know, directing and starring in your own movie. <laughs> you know, it's like because producing this show takes a lot of technical, you know, a lot of details and a lot of things that could go wrong. And you want to make sure that you're available to any problem that might pop up to have to take yourself out of that experience to sit down in a panel. Mm-hmm. There's some risk involved. And, you know, the knock on wood, everything in the last two years has gone fine in my absence. I guess, you know, Jason, who's our general manager here and really does a lot of the heavy lifting, would probably say that it's better for me mm-hmm. to moderate than to stick my nose in the, uh, you know, the business of making all the things happen. <laughs> but, you know, in terms of prep, last year, I just made sure I knew the territory. I knew what we were talking about. You know, it was like cutting yourself out of a corner panel. So, you know, I'm no stranger to problems in the editing room. I'm mm-hmm. sure neither are you. So it was an easy thing to talk about because there are so many types of problems to deal with. And I knew ahead of time the clips we were watching and the types of problems that these editors faced. Mm-hmm. And I also, you know, I think the P.T. Barnum and me wanted to make sure that people out there paying good money to come in were, you know, they were certainly educated but also entertained. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a little bullet point list of really bad jokes <laughs> that I carry around just to make sure that... Uh, you know, there's enough groaning going on in the audience from time to time. Now, my final question, and I ask this to all the editors and people I interview, uh, that's what's your favorite guilty pleasure film? My favorite guilty pleasure film? Like a really bad movie that I love? Exactly. Boy, there are so many of them. <laughs> and I don't even want to call it a bad film because I do think that it is one of the best films, period. But Starship Troopers, hands down, works on every possible level, whether you believe that it's a, an acknowledged mm-hmm. farce or satire, or if it's just a straight film that's essentially 
Triumph of the Will meets Beverly Hills 90210. <laughs> yeah. There's, there, on no level does the film not work. Yeah. And it's a really horrible film on some levels. Yeah. But it's like, um, I don't know what Paul Verhoeven was smoking during that time <laughs> in his life, but it produced that piece of, of, of art. And yeah. I can't thank him enough for it. And that's one of these things I could watch that over and over again. And I can't believe I'm saying that on tape. Um, <laughs> but it, it's a very guilty pleasure because there are uh, as many people that really are with me on like what a like totally bizarro world classic it is. Mm-hmm. There are people who can't even watch it for five seconds. So that was my interview with Josh after. Awesome. And if you want to go to New York, tickets are running out fast. Last year they sold out, the year before they sold out, so if you don't hurry, you might lose your spot. You can go to editfestny.com. Very cool. I suggest everybody goes to EditFest one or the other. So even if you live right down the block from EditFest New York, but you forgot to get tickets, turn right around. Get to L.A. And remember, Lauren and I are actually going to be in L.A. doing our thing at EditFest. No, no. I think that's uh, misrepresenting things. You will be doing your thing at Outfest. Oh. I will be doing my thing in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll be working and Lauren... I'll be spending the money. Yeah. Not really. So, <clears throat> Lauren, that yes. brings us to a new section, which is usually your thing. What is it? Well, it's, it's the uh, contests and yes. the winners. Contests and the winners. So we finally got a winner. We got a winner for this one. It was a it was a carryover. The first clue was the big gill. Yeah. What was the second one? I don't recall. Uh, eat ship and die. Eat ship and die. It was Jaws, baby. Yeah. Now I do have to say, someone guessed Jaws Revenge, but that's the sequel. Yes. Don't mess around. That was and it was a good guy. We we've had him guess before. He's a good guy. Yeah. But you know what? Take it home. Yeah. Take it at the beginning. And Jamie Forsman. Jamie, thank you so much for ed- for editing in, for emailing in uh, your response. You got it right, and you're getting a t-shirt. Yes, Woo-hoo! and our next one is actually a special forward film review. Yes. And that's actually one submitted by a listener on a project they're working on. Yeah. And we've been holding off on this because we've been back and forth with this person several times and we don't want to give anything away, but it's a project they're working on that's going to be released next month. Yeah, and I'm very excited because I have a feeling that we may be meeting this person in LA when we go. Maybe at that special event that we're Maybe doing. at the tea time. Slash pub night. With drinks. Yeah. Martini time. Hey. So yeah, and feel free to bring your significant other to the tea time bar thing because who am I going to talk to otherwise? I've got to have my ladies and my gentlemen. There's lots of lady editors. I know, that's what I'm saying. My lady and my gentlemen. Oh, you want to get picked up. You can go to edifestny.com. Mm-hmm. You can go to edifest.com, get your tickets. Mm-hmm. Uh, in coming podcasts, we're going to discuss our event at mm-hmm. LA in LA yeah and and if you ha- if you have a a bar or a pub that you really like that's near Universal that you think we definitely should go to or say you know someone who owns a bar or a pub near there let us know yeah maybe we'll show up maybe maybe hmm. so if you want to see the notes from this where do they go Lauren um, they're on Facebook so facebook.com backslash 
And I don't care if you think it should be slash. It's backslash. Art guillotine. And if they want to just communicate with us. Twitter.com backslash art guillotine. And if they just want to get information about editing. Then they um, should search for editing websites. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they should go to www.aotg.com. And if they want to just email us. Info at artoftheguillotine.com. Okay, well, I'm I'm your host, Gordon Burkell, with my co-host... Lauren Burkell. And I would like to thank the American Cinema Editors, Manhattan Edit Workshop, Josh After, uh, Jamie Forsman for submitting the, the right guess. Yay! And I'd also like to thank my producer, Lauren Woodcock. You're welcome. I'm Gordon Burkell. Thanks for listening. Bye.